Krakoa Radio presents. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my amazing co-host. It's Josh, and it's a season called Spring is kind of springing, but then it's going away. Dude, I'm learning all kinds of new shit about the weather. Oh, up yeah, here. You're, you're dealing with seasons now. You're I know. So, like, apparently... This is how spring works. I, I, every single person listening to this who doesn't live in Florida is like, what the actual fuck? This is a grown man talking about. He's just discovered what seasons do. But so what happens is, right, like today, super nice. It like touched 70 today. And then like tonight and the rest of the week and weekend doesn't go above 35. Like, what the fuck? There's what? like a 40 degree difference. <laughs> Like what the fuck? That should that's oh my god. And and then there's people who want to deny climate change. This is insane. <laughs> anyway, I'm Josh. Welcome to the Don of X podcast, the podcast where we discover what seasons are. You know, again, for people who don't live in Florida, you don't get it. But yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I was a fucking adult before I saw snow. <laughs> I've never seen snow. Yeah. I'm That's 31. Another, I've yeah. never seen snow. And you're not like, there are many Floridians who have never in their life seen snow. Yeah. Very weird. So before we get into today's book. Yeah. What's up? What are we here for again? I don't believe we talked about this in the podcast yet. A little Dr. Strange trailer. Oh, we have not talked about it on the podcast. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. I can't. <laughs> what's happening? We so, have, go ahead, set up the trailer. So in the trailer, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we knew this was coming. We knew something happens to the multiverse. We don't know if it's connected to the Loki show. They allude that's connected to the Far From Home movie, but I feel like the spell they're giving Strange shit about isn't the one from Far From Home. I think something else happens. I think so too. I think that's, I think the, it's cut that way for like, to make you think that. Yeah. I think this probably is going to have more ties to WandaVision and Loki than yes. necessarily Far From Home. So in this trailer, we have we see a bunch of things from the weird, wacky world of Doctor Strange. He's fighting Shuma Gorath, which isn't Shuma Gorath because they don't own the copyrights that name anymore. <laughs> um, he, we see a different version of Strange. We see a zombie Strange and we see what they're calling Defender Strange. We don't know what that means. We see him talking to Wanda, trying to figure out her reality bending powers. We'll get to that more. Woo. And then we see Mordrew coming back and saying, you're the problem. You're going to fuck up the multiverse because we see the Doctor Strange from what if? I'm assuming it's Doctor Strange from what everyone. I mean, that's been, my, that's been my theory all along, even before the trailer. So it just yeah. feeds into that. Basically. And I'm like, cool. This is a setup. Multiverse. Cool, cool, cool. Then... Things change in the trailer, which also brings me to my idea of where is the line between magic and sci-fi? But also in this trailer, we see, I'm assuming, Ultron guards. They look like Ultron yep. guards, kind yep. of. Taking Doctor Strange through a hallway. He's been arrested. He has these weird shackles. 
And then we hear a voice say, maybe we should tell him the truth. A voice that <laughs> can only be one human being on this earth has that voice. Yeah. And clearly a bald white head. Yes. So uh, Charles Xavier is clear. Patrick Stewart's Fox movies, Charles Xavier Yes. Is is somehow part of this what I what appears to be what like the Illuminati or some shit. There's other evidence pointing towards the Illuminati, um, either a multiversal type or something like that. But yeah, that's what it feels this, like. It feels like a multiversal Illuminati. If you guys yeah. don't know the Illuminati in the comic book world, basically the smartest minds of the Marvel universe got together and or are the making... so the the self-proclaimed smartest minds. Mind yeah, you. Uh, originally it's Iron Man, Mr. Fantastic, uh-huh. Black Panther, Namor, Professor X. I feel like I'm forgetting someone, but maybe not. Um, I I don't remember. I don't know. But like you get the idea. But Very yeah, but basically people. outside of Black Panther, a bunch of people who are just known for thinking they are always right. Yes. And they know better than you. So one of my actually my favorite Avengers storyline by Jonathan Hickman, who writes most of the books we've been talking about for the past two years. Um, he wrote a story where the Illuminati were the only ones who knew about incursions, which is when different multiversal planets were crashing into each other. So you have a choice, either watch two planets die or let one planet live by destroying another one. Yeah. This is my only like experience really with the Illuminati was that, was that that was like secret wars or some shit right that was right before secret wars the illuminati started right before civil war actually okay yeah so that recall them i wasn't reading very much then so in this trailer obviously it's patrick stewart so we're gonna see how that goes the mutants also a lot of people are theorizing when you see two wandas it's not an alternate wanda you're in wanda's head dude you know what it looks like? It looks like the shit from Trial of Magneto. It actually kind of does. You're right. Like all of a sudden, that book like might be the most important book in all of Marvel. Well, there's a shot a lot of people are talking about where the camera zooms straight into Wanda's eye, mm-hmm. and then someone compared it to a shot when Xavier did it to Apocalypse, did it to other characters in the movies. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's also a very Sam Raimi thing to do in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that could easily be someone like Xavier going in Wanda's mind because I think Wanda's the bad guy of this movie. I think I I think she is as well, which I'm not comfortable with. But I think I think she's going to be quote unquote a bad guy, but like a sympathetic bad guy. Yeah, I think she's trying to get her kids back, probably yeah, exactly. trying to fix, trying to do what she perceives to fix things. Because of that line in the trailer where she says, "Like when you break the rules, you're celebrated. When I do it, I'm the bad guy." Like, yeah, that's not fair. That's now, granted, dope. we as the viewers know when she breaks the rules, she's mentally torturing a town for a week. That's not cool. It's <laughs> like, not, but like, it's not cool. They... Strange will like look in the future so we don't lose and lose the universe. Like, there's different scales. Listen. I'm not totally I I see where Wanda's coming from is all I'm saying oh absolutely I I think her justifiable nature of like maybe save my kids save vision fix what I've lost I feel like that's going to be her driving force and maybe strange or this Illuminati 
is uh, going to be stopping her, trying to stop her. And thankfully, Far From Home. Variants. Variants, yeah, sure. Uh, Far From Home let me have faith in Marvel not to make it a cameo fest. Like Far From Home, or not Far From, sorry, uh, No Way Home. Could have easily been under any studio a cameo fest with no story. Instead, they made everyone matter. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So when they sh- kind of tease Xavier in the first trailer, that tells me he's a bigger part of the movie than we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. This this is the movie that gives us mutants. This is the yes. this, this this movie is going to in some way make the Fox universe real and have happened, but more importantly, mutants now exist in this world. And we get to start and we get to tell new stories, new X-Men yeah. stories. And the other ones could are still canon in some reality. You know what I mean? Like, like they're part of this grand universe of a different reality. Exactly. Yeah. It's a like, what if story. <laughs> it's and and I feel like and I and I don't know why I really feel like this, but I, I have this suspicion that this is gonna be like the opposite of no more mutants. I think Wanda's going to find out that she's a mutant, that she was one of the first mutants and that somehow maybe the Illuminati, maybe something else decided no mutants can't exist here. And they like somehow did something bad. Right. And like Mm. now Wanda snapped. And by the end of this movie, she's going to give back mutants to this world or in some way make mutants in this world. In the trailer, when she's like covered in blood, the background is that same hallway that Strange was being walked down to by Ultron mm-hmm. robot. So like she's doing something, but also I think they're gonna find a way to be like, hey, either Strange or Scarlet Witch, your actions I could feel in my universe because time kept changing. I hope they do something to explain the continuity eras in the X Men universe. As, oh my like, god, that would be so ripples. funny. Or reality ripples that are fucking yeah. with it. That's why Xavier even knows this exists. Because like yeah. it fucked his reality up too. Because he went and then existed in two different <laughs> ages, times, movies. What if James McAvoy is one of the what if it's all pet what if it's all Charles Xavier's? Well, funny you say that. A lot of you know internet sleuths were like using the outline of the shadows of people sitting down. Sure. Okay, what's up? One of them. Honestly, I'm like 95% sure is Mr. Fantastic from the original movies. Oh, true. That would make sense because they got that like that. And then again, that would make all of these other fucking Marvel things that have happened happened so that like it's like you can just start in the middle now and it's okay to hit reset because now we've explained that there are two. (laughs) That was a different Reed Richards. This is our universe's Reed Richards and he's just now getting started so let's go check on them basically like i i honestly think they could easily make the illuminati fox universe dr um professor xavier fox universe mr fantastic failed uh abc show black bolt oh because that show is terrible but that actor is really good so you I have three right that. there i didn't think there's about that a, yeah, there's been a lot of weird rumors about a Tom Cruise Iron Man because he was going to play Iron Man in the 90s and they yeah. never did. Yeah. So if they want to go that direction, cool. I did hear they approached Ben Affleck to be Daredevil for like one scene and he said no. Oh, oh wow. 
But that would be weird. Ben Affleck too. was probably like, bitch, I'm Batman now. And then he's like, wait a minute, kind of. <laughs> One more time. But I want to forever be remembered as Batman. I don't want to put the Daredevil one back on. <laughs> like the the amount of things I we do, we can see Wesley Snipes Blade one more time. We Hell can see Tobey Maguire yeah. again. This is Sam mm-hmm. Raimi. We could easily see Tobey Maguire again. Tobey Maguire might be part of the Illuminati. We don't know. <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> anyway, I was already pumped for this movie, which is also one of the best titles in the Marvel Universe so far. The Multiverse of Madness is fucking perfect. I love it. It is. It's fantastic. Because um, it, like, if this movie isn't, and it didn't will be, but this movie has to also be weird and fun. Because you can't have a name, the multiverse of madness, and take yourself very seriously after that. And it's Sam Raimi, so I know exactly. it won't. It's Sam but, Raimi, he's never too serious. He's no. very self-aware. Like, and like again, I, even the trailer, you can tell this is still a Doctor Strange story. This is his mm-hmm. character growing and mm-hmm. then other stuff around him. I really always pre- even people that say like Civil War is just Avengers 2.5, it is, but it's still a Captain America story. Like he's the heart of the film, but he's the heart of all the adventure films too. Yes and no, not Infinity War. He's actually barely in Infinity War, to be honest. But he's the heart of it. <laughs> you're just waiting you for him because you and love him so much. Because we love because that's America's ass. I just realized we could get like a another Bucky as Cap since we don't have him in our universe as Cap. That could actually work too. Wait, anyway. Captain America could, could come back as the Human Torch. Would he do that? That would be wild, but Wouldn't would he that do that? Wild. It was like the whole audience like Cap is back and like he just goes flame on or and something. then he's flame on. Or then he puts on like really stupid like glasses or whatever that like from 2001. Yeah. <laughs> They can get Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans to come back both as oh, fuck. instead of the characters they died as. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy That's shit, terrible. that'd be crazy. Awful. Anyway, let's get these books. Alright, let's do it. Where are we starting? Speaking of crazy, we have Sword 10 and 11 to talk about. Okay, guys. Not only do I have questions. Okay. I have reactions. Uh-oh. I have hopes and dreams. Yeah? Let's get into this. I we mean, listeners... At first, listeners, he legit just got comfy on his, in his seat. Like he, yeah. like made himself comfortable right before. He, like, like gear up because we we are clearly in for for a show here. Because I texted you earlier today saying I can't fucking wait to talk about these books. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you did. So tested, I got that text. <laughs> we have a, a very unique opening. We have like kind of like a day in the life of Wiz Kid, or at least in the yeah. morning. Yeah, and I really love showing how a someone who's handicapped gets out of bed yeah i love the idea of like doesn't matter human or mutant they both look at me weird yep and because he hasn't died yet he's still just in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and like just starting with that is so smart because you now sympathize with this character before you even though we know he's a traitor Mm -hmm. at this time and for me, this really hit me because he talks about being dyslexic and I'm dyslexic. And yeah. Having him talk about it was really interesting. And like, man, this character has so much going on to the point. I'm like, can I just no, keep we reading about his life? Yeah, we don't know he's a traitor when the book opens. We find out. We do. Remember the last book ended with revealing he's the mole. He's a traitor. Oh, I thought that's how this book ends. No, no, no. That was the ending of the last book. And then I said, Izzy, because Abigail's right behind him. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I just kind of, I read it a while ago. I read it a while ago. Yeah. Um, Then we cut back to Storm fighting off the Lethal Legion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then kind of, we get a lot of Storm fighting the Lethal Legion, but then like kind of showing how tough he is and it's kind of back and forth. We cut back to WizKid using the techno-organic virus against Cable. And we get a lot of inner monologue of WizKid during, like how he kind of feels bad because like he knows he's smart. He is smart. He is cocky for good reason. And like, hey, Cable, he's nice. I don't want to betray him, but hey, I'm going to betray him. Yeah. So he activates his techno-organic virus, knocking him out for a little bit. And then he basically crashes the entire station. Yep. Or attempts to. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Storm beats the last of the Lethal Legion. They think they won. What is it? Six portals, oh, five portals open up with copies of the same exact team that just almost beat them. Yeah. So, hey, that's a little troubling. Cut back. Cable wakes up. The whole station is crashing. People are freaking out. And WizKid is back with Orcus on Alpha Flight Station with, um, what's his name again? Is it Gary? Harry? My God. Every time you ask me his name, it flies like Gyric. Gyric? There you yeah. Go. Way off. All right, cool. Um, WizKid talking to Gyric, going over their plan, how they're happy as a traitor, blah, blah, blah. And then we see how he, I, I love the way they put the wording of, I'm a genius, but I didn't invent pin particles. And then we see Abigail is shrunk on his collar as yeah. we're talking. And I'm like, okay, this is fantastic. Like, this is a great, okay, it's a double swerve. He's a triple agent, whatever. Cool. I kind of saw it coming only because Abigail was literally standing right behind him when they revealed that he's a traitor. I'm like, I think she's too close. Like, like... So that's the end of issue 10. Yep. And I give it five X's mainly for the opening. I just thought that opening was so unique. It was really made me care about a character. I don't really care about normally. Yeah. Like that's a defining thing. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, you got to see his humanity and learn more about him and his like, yes, he may be one of the smartest people on this planet, but you know, he's still, looked at like less than man it's yeah and this is a theme that comes up later but when he's you know undercover i guess he tells uh gyric that hey to me it's all the same they all treat me differently so like human mutant doesn't matter yeah that's why i'm working with you so i give that five x just because it kept me like it felt like the part one to a finale, which I guess this is a finale. For sure. Yeah. And I like it kind of kept me at the edge of my seat where I'm like, fuck, it's over. Oh, good. I have the next issue right here. Yeah. I gave it five X's as well. So I we're gonna spend a minute on this issue, especially right. the ending. All right. We have manifold in uh Australia, right? Yep. And he sees the whole station crashing, about to crash right on him. So he's kind of like huh should probably go take care of that we have cable trying to fight off his virus and try and keep the ship from crashing and then we have a guardian kind of pissed off like hey i thought it was gonna drop in the ocean what the fuck like you're gonna crash australia and kill innocent people Mm -hmm. and whiz kid's kind of just like dude it's not an exact science 
I kind of of did my best. (laughs) And Gyrick is kind of like, hey, you know what? Gotta break a few eggs and make an omelet. Kind of like, I'm fine. And maybe this happens later in the book, but Guardian's kind of like, I'm going to tell on you, bro. Like, I'm going to tell him what you did. And he's kind of like, they're not going to care. Like, the mission is to make mutants look bad. That's what the mission is. Yep. Uh, then we cut back to the fight against the Shi'ar Empire and Storm and the Lethal Legion. And you know what, Josh? I'm going to let you describe what happens in this scene. Okay. You, I, I know you love Storm as much as I do. Maybe even more. Oh, my describe God. Describe what she does. So the Queen of Mars, or I'm sorry, Araco, um, she comes to the fight and everyone's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and she quickly tells Frenzy to back away because storm is controlling if i remember correctly the air pressure yeah and she is genius very slowly lowering that air pressure and then very quickly makes it come back and their heads explode amazing storm dropped storm just comes in and within seconds takes out, like you described earlier, like at least 36 to 50, 30, like, yeah. yeah, somewhere around 50 of these fucking things in seconds because she is the fucking baddest. It's insane to look I at. love that they are just finally letting Storm be the fucking Omega that she is. Yeah. And also throughout both uh, the issues, we're getting ads. Basically, it seems like these are self-replicating uh, bad guys. That they're this hive mind thing, this robot yeah. thing is selling. Yeah, which is interesting. You know, it's an interesting idea. Uh, right now, they're working for Orcus, but they don't really care about Orcus's needs. They're not part of their team or anything. Yeah. So we cut back to the ship about to crash, and Manifold basically is going to send it the opposite direction open a portal so it's pointing the opposite direction no, they're not portals he bends <laughs> he asks he asks space <laughs> yes permission to open something <laughs> during this we have uh sadly cable saying self is okay as, oh my god uh and his uh virus has spread quite a bit more than we've i think we've ever seen in or recent history least, well, yeah yeah i would say definitely recent history um also it made me immediately go back wow does he even know that plant that krakoa is basically made out of this shit now i don't like, know this is yeah I don't it's know. gonna be not yeah good. dude there's a lot all i'll say because again i'm caught up on all the x books there's a lot of references throughout all the x books of the the techno organ like the fa- failings basically yeah yeah there it's been well, coming up say- subtly a lot to the point where I'm like, man, there's a new, there's an event coming up soon. <laughs> Something's happening. Well, also not just that. I'm noticing even in this batch of books, we're like, oh, they're connecting a bit more. Like moments that you only know about if you read X other book mm-hmm. makes sense because they're paying it off, or at least talking about it in this book. Like, yeah. And later, New Mutants when we have Madeline Pryor stuff. Like that means nothing to someone who's only read New Mutants. But if you read Hellions, yeah, it's a little more sense, you know. Yeah. So I like that, but. Eventually, Manifold and Cable get the ship going the other direction. Cable's getting a little more control, even though it basically is now 
grown way past his arm. And then finally, WizKid goes, hey, by the way, I'm not on your side. I'm a triple agent, and I already have all your secrets right now. And I'm sending it to the Shi'ar Empire and all his people. Hey, Gyrick, you're fucked. He runs out scared. And then we get to the moment. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how to even. uh, Anyway, we're going to get to right now. Abigail traps him in a room that has, of course, an airlock to kill him for later. But she explains that she doesn't. She's not mad about Orcus or what they do. She just thinks she can do it better. She yeah. thinks Kokoa is not ready for a bigger stage, but she is. Yeah. She particularly says Eric and Charles and their drama. It's not good for this, and they're going to be taken out. And maybe if she doesn't change, so is Storm. Yeah. And there's a part that referenced back to the last issue, but for a different character that I love. She's like, you guys don't even know my name. Like, I'm not part of this. You yeah. guys seem as a mutant because of my powers. But I'm, it's not that. I was born some other planet. Like, I was raised in some other planet. Yeah, You're all just earthers to me. Yeah, Human, mutant, doesn't matter. And I love this idea of she's like using other people's nativity against them. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. You think I'm on your side just because I have powers? Cool, whatever. In the meantime, she is the real mole of all this. <laughs> yeah, she's her own mole. Yeah. And I forget how she says it in here. Like, is she part of Orcus now? Or is she above that? Or I think I think she is making moves to take over Orcus from what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then she kills Garrick. Garrick. Yep. And makes it look like an accident. She looks no, makes it look like he did it. Like she yes. puts his code in and all that. Like it look it, she makes it look like he basically committed suicide. Yeah. And then even Whiskey didn't know what was going on. Nope. So she's still hiding it from her actual team. Because yep. now we know she has a very different ulterior motive. She added another report about so I'm guessing. She has a way to make sure nothing's getting backed up into a Cerebro. That's why she's writing it all down. Yeah. And like knowing that she was actually okay with the sword station falling down. Like, oh, yeah. And she's happy that the virus spread and cable because now he's easier to control. He's not too powerful. Yeah. Like, like she she's is... making plans to betray the entire team when the time's right. Like she said, I picked this team because of their, like, my needs for them or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. she is just damn she's like emma levels fucking manipulating people well we'll get to that soon but like i think now at this stage like she's worse than emma is right now or any of oh, the uh, normal I mean, villains emma, like, emma's one of the best characters in in no i meant i meant like back when emma was yeah like, back, yeah like manipulative like she's always been kind of manipulative and there's a line she talks about a uh, beast because her and Beast used to be together for a while. Yeah. So when she was talking about when she compares Beast to like Xavier and Storm and Magneto, like I feel like that implies she knows more about his motives than we do. Maybe. Yeah. I know. I, like, I feel like you don't just drop his name into that group of powerful mutants for no reason. Well, like you said, they they dated, you know, like Yeah, maybe it's just that. Um, so that and if that's the last issue of uh of sword 
I think Sword, first I give this issue five X's. 100%. Five fucking X's. So good. Insane. So good. But this series gets five X's. I never knew what I was going to read the next issue. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. It That's why I, give it four, I, I would give it like three and a half to four X's total because of that very reason of like, it did vary in quality from time to time, especially in the art department. Art, but, yes, but I think story it kept quality. But, I just never knew where fuck it was going. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like it, I guess it suffered in terms of plotting, but yes, I guess it. Yeah, yeah. But also, it was just it's fun. It's with characters we're not used to having in the mainstream. It's given us some of the best storm we've had in recent memory for sure. And it, like, I'm always just in different ways shocked by it like i feel like this is going to go down as one of the more low-key best titles in this line because like yeah. the average reader might not go to it right away no yeah like a like a hellions level one yeah yeah like it's not gonna be talked about as much but when someone reads it like yeah this was fucking good yeah yeah i can so see that. that is sword which will eventually lead into x-men red yep which Speaking of which, if anyone's ever, if you guys haven't read the original X Men read by Tom Taylor, fantastic stuff. It was great. really, really good stuff. It was great. It was the X Men that was the X Men that was out when I finally came back into like reading comics more regularly. Yeah. So, so yeah. next up, we have Marauders number 26. So, uh, I, I like this issue. I'm, I'm happy I'm talking about this one before we change over to you. Um, because I love the Hellfire Club. Yeah, and, this is a one for you to talk about for sure. Yeah, and then having them bring Henry back was really nice because I was like, oh yeah, how come we haven't seen him? Um, his power, do you know his power? You remember his? Yeah, yeah to, it, he controls the density and gravity. Yeah. Or not gravity, but yeah. So I was, at first I was confused, like, hey, are they like maybe in his memories or in his head, I thought at first. And I guess that's kind of right. And I More like less, how Henry's yeah. like, yeah and i like how henry's talking about how like yeah last i remember was dying from a sentinel like that's crazy right that's not what happened obviously it's like you have a bad heart so we're just gonna take this easy <laughs> like we're gonna take this real it, slow didn't they say oh because like i think they implied that he died a couple times after they had like this isn't the first time they've had to bring him back like yes i think that's what, I, that's what i'm uh, like i think like the implication is all right we have to go through this ruse because we have to ease him into this shit because he's gonna just die again <laughs> he's gonna have a bad heart attack and die <laughs> um so also before i keep going this issue is kind of weird for me because half of it i really like and the other half i'm like did you just need filler what the fuck is happening i but, think when someone's really busy with another book that they're really into they might lose focus sometimes anyway um so then they show henry the truth of what krakoa is and he's in tears and he's like we did it this is amazing what do you need me for and they want him to be part of the UN. They want him to be the representative of Krakoa in the UN. Right. And I'm like, at first I was like, really? And then I went, you know what? No, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He doesn't come with the same baggage as the other members of the Hellfire Club. No. But like, he's also, he knows he's, to be stern. He's also been dead for an incredibly long time. Or like, like, the world doesn't know he's been dead. But like, he hasn't been on the world stage. So like, nobody really yeah. knows. So it's it's like a almost like a clean slate with someone you know can be a badass when he needs to be. Yeah. So I like that. Then we cut to this other side story where 
Fing Fan Foom <laughs> comes from space and smells the alcohol because he was in a battle. So he's eating the barrels of their whiskey, I guess. He's a he's a Thor character, right? Iron Man, actually. Iron Man, okay. He's an Iron Man villain. Because the Mandarin used to summon him, I think. Um, I did like how uh, Lockheed is like, oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Callista is like, no, yeah. no, hold, hold she like holds hold him on. Back. Basically, Iceman fights him. He goes giant and beats the hell out of him for a bit. And I'm just gonna tell you this part now. He eventually, for fun, goes to Jotunheim and fights the frost giants. Sure. He's he's a I both love and hate it, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love that he's like they're do clearly doing something with his Omega powers. Like they're trying to tell some story here that maybe he's gonna pay off later. I don't know. But they are ramping up what his powers can do. And it's quite literally insane. (laughs) Well, they've been bringing it up little by little in the series, and then like like you said, they started ramping it up a little more every time. Yeah. So then we have uh, a nice moment. And for a Sebastian Shaw fan like myself, he's getting a lot of nice moments in in these two issues. He basically tells Henry, hey, by the way, this is your son, not mine. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Like, just like that. Just like, you know what, man? I love this this scene, too. And like when Henry's hugging Shinobi and, and Shinobi's like, stop, release me, unhand me. I mean, it, yeah. and, and, and he's just hugging him. He's like, oh, tell me everything about like he's the polar opposite of the father he's had his entire life. And that's exactly what it is. And like it, it, this is for the next issue. But there's a part where he tells people, like, don't trust him. He was still raised by me, yeah. <laughs> like, which I love. But it was just a nice moment where like. I felt like you could see that Sebastian was like hurt but like knew was the right thing. And I'm like, is this guy trying to change? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, no. Cause no. I have a nervous suspicion also, yeah. but <laughs> he's doing things that make things easier for him. Of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. And then we cut to the UN where I think it's England talking about how Krakoa yep. has a representative and walks in Henry. And looking then, good too, by the way. Yeah. Looking good. Cause he like probably has got hair pulled back memories. and, like also like he's been dead since the 80s so (laughs) yeah he's like all right y'all let's do this and then the book ends on uh i forget her name i don't know who i don't do we know who this is yeah this is uh sebastian's ex-wife that faked her death oh this is lord okay okay my bad yeah lords lords uh then we cut to her going to cocoing gate and then beating up some bigots while they were fucking around with the gate yeah, that's right. That's how we end. Yeah. Um, um, actually, wait, there's one moment I think we passed. Oh, yeah, it was a nice little moment that I really like. I just wanted yeah. to bring it up when Henry is pissed at Sebastian and they get into a fight and they fall into a sinkhole and just start laughing. Yeah, that was fun. I, I like that. That felt very real of like our lives are ridiculous, but like we're old friends. Yeah. Yeah, had a very like we are we're brothers in a way, you know what I mean? Like just we're just we're gonna fight, we're gonna stay mad at each other. Fuck, we're probably gonna fuck each other over again. But right yeah. now we're drunk and having a good time. Like we're both alive on this island in this life. I'll just laugh. What like what could be we're on Krakoa for God's sake? Like what could yeah. be better? Like because they at their heart they both are 
like mutants you know what i mean like yeah. sebastian will like dip into the human world from time to time but he does seem to be leaning more toward like fuck the humans mutants are where it's at yeah uh and so because of that i give the issue four x's i gave it four x's as well i think i jumped the gun though talking about the jodenheim stuff i guess they didn't do that in this issue <laughs> but no, it's fine. They, they didn't yeah they did it in the next issue but was, again, also very random. Yes, and I'm killing time right now because I've got to get back to the front of the book. There we go. Well, I'll talk about how I'm pissed off the cover is Iceman fighting Thing Fenfoom. Oh, I don't have that one. That's that's the cover. But I'm like, this should the cover should be the Hellfire Club. Yeah, I this is my cover. Oh, that's the that's for the last issue. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought we had moved on. Okay, my bad. No. Oh, yeah, right. right. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, so. Let's talk about Marauders 27, which again, I think is a no, no, a closing. He's leaving, right? This is like Duggan's yeah, last. This is issue. the end of the writer. Yeah. Yes. When we read the annual of new of Marauders, that's Steve Orlando starting. Right. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we open with Kate reminding Forge and the reader that I still can't go through these gates. Uh, Dude, somebody- I forgot that. Oh no, I never did. I was like, I did they resolve it? And we just I didn't know about it. Like yeah. I, they, they just kind of left it alone for a while. And so she's like giving like giving Ford shit for not figuring it out yet. And he like he straight up tells her, he's like, honestly, I think it's kind of funny. And she's yeah. like, why? He, he's like, she's like, why? Because I can walk through anything but the gate. He's like, no, because of all the technology you've disrupted in your life, this technology is disrupting your life. And she was like, and then she was like, Oh yeah, no, that's good too. Yeah. Oh, you know why I thought they solved this? Because they solved her resurrection. Yes, they brought I her. I thought they back solved to... this too. Yeah. Which we thought. I I guess maybe we thought did both, but maybe maybe not. Okay, so then we cut to Emma reminiscing about the last who knows how long, uh, basically since the the dawn of X what she's been yeah she's vaguely referencing everything we've happened that's happened in the major events yeah so like she's she's basically catching lords up on on what's happening and basically that she's uh she's growing she's growing tired and she thinks it's time for some changes too and she wants lords to join the hellfire trading club as one of the Basically, she wants her to be in charge and she has a plan. Then we cut to just a truly ridiculous story of Bishop and Pyro trying to pretend to be these real arms dealers to sell um, decommissioned shield helicopter or, you know, I mean, helicarriers to the Venti government or whatever their fucking name is. Can I just interject that? It's a shame we never got an annual that was just about Bishop and Pyro. I mean, there's still time. There's still, there's still time. time, but that's what I would want to write. Like, if I could write an X-Men story right now, it would just be an annual about those two on an adventure. These, these two just finding themselves in precarious situations because yeah, during this transaction, but so they, they end up tricking them and making the sale. They send over the cryptocurrency because, of course, they do. And yeah. then, um, then the real people the real bad guys that they're portraying show up 
and is like, what the hell is going on here? This is some bullshit. All hell breaks loose. Everyone's shooting at Bishop and Pyro and they have to fight their way out of it when all of a sudden the Marauder and Kate Pride and her team come off to the side and they jump off the ship onto their pirate ship and they're like, we just did some pirating. I'm like, oh my God, they just did some pirating. Yeah, they actually did the they, like They legitimately just took their bounty, got in a big fight, jumped back on their boat, which flies now, and just went away. Oh my God. Can I mention also the fact that they were selling old helicarriers and it's like we got three to sell you and then one oh. just crashed and one crashed we got two to sell you we got two to sell you and you can salvage what's just crashed and salvage rights <laughs> like that shit was amazing and so meanwhile um i forget the i forget the young girl's name but the the blonde girl who was part of that the little the kids version of the hellfire club their yeah. emma we cut to um her basically on her own now in in paris most likely still because that's where she went to for the cuckoos to help murder her uh, abusive father um when one of the what are what are they called again what are the um reavers right yeah the Met- yeah. yeah reavers um one of the reavers finds her and is about to kill her when callisto comes up stabs him in the neck and says, all right, little lady, come with me. And she's like, what? She's like, come with me. Somebody wants to see you or something like that. Like, she's basically out of nowhere saving this girl and being like, all right, help me dispose of this body. Um, oh, you want to disappear for real? I can help you. And then she takes she takes her, her to Mask, you know, who's now in the facelift business. And I was say the guy who's very important to some mutants in this week. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's just like making a killing right now, and he rearranges her face and she just disappears into the night, which I don't think we've seen the last of her. I think she's probably going to show up in the new Marauders. I mean, yeah, that's, there's going to be a reason for that for sure. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting to see what's up with that and why Callisto went to her. You know, like somebody has somebody has plans for her. Um, and so we return to the Emma and Lords story where Lords is confronting Sebastian and he's like, I hope you, I, I, I understand if you can't forgive me. She's like, of course I can't fucking forgive you, dude. You were abusive. Like, I'm not here to forgive you. I'm here to say, give me your fucking seat. And he's like, okay. And so he just, agreed, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Just agrees to give up his seat. And then after that, we cut to Lords and Emma celebrating their victory on the Marauder that is still under attack from like these uh, these fucking um, robots that were sent by the fucking government. Like they're still in the middle of the pirating they were doing, and they're still having this big fight. And Emma and Lords just shows up and starts telling Kate about what happened, and. <laughs> You know, Sebastian just gave up and Kate in the middle of it, he just gave up. I don't believe that. And they're just like having this fight and this conference, which I just love. I love when shit like this happens and they all get a moment to shine and, and, and kill a robot. Then um, I can't remember his name. Oh, Christian. Christian walks in again, nonplus doesn't care. There's a fucking fight happening all around him. And he's like, oh, hey, by the way, I want to let you all know I'm, I'm taking off. I'm leaving. Uh, Bobby and I are 
going to go do some adventuring because he's just playing around with being an Omega level mutant now and went up and decided he was going to fucking get in a fight with the goddamn, what are they called? Frost giants or whatever. Yeah. Frost. About that. So there's no resolution. They never found out that Christian betrayed them for a bit. <laughs> no, I guess not. Odd. All right. <laughs> yeah. like everyone else is caught in their bullshit except him. Yeah. So he like, takes out. I like Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really remember that. What happened with that storyline at all? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Iceman's basically just up in space, just testing the limits of his powers right now. So, honestly, if they told, if if at the end of this they said there was going to be like an Iceman miniseries that is basically just him in big kaiju battles, I would read it. I'd subscribe to. The, I'd subscribe the shit out of that. And so. Back at the Marauder, Emma's like, you know what? I'm making some changes too, ladies. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna peace out. And so she goes to see the Cuckoos, and she's like, um, one of you, you all are the White Queen now. It's ready. I'm stepping down. It's time. She's like, how will you decide? Whoever's wearing white that day will be the representative of the White yeah. Queen. <laughs> I like that one point. She's like, I know you've all wanted this. She's like, some of us wish to please others wish to try on your shoes so that we may do better than you and how to, and then find out how not to become you. <laughs> like they like all, like, even though they're like a hive mind, they're still different enough that some of them are like, man, fuck you. I'm yeah. better than you. <laughs> so they're all a bunch of little conniving brats, but she's like, I love you girls. Go, go make me proud. And they are now the new collective white queen of the hellfire club. And all of the while Emma's basically narrating about the changes she wants to make. So that she can give more time to the council. Yes. Because now. Two characters want to give a lot more time to the council. Yeah. And like now she's like, yeah, so these two chuckleheads over here have been fucking around. And I clearly need to keep a closer eye on what's happening. And then we end. By the way, so glad we went back to Phil Noto's art in, in this book. He is. Yeah, just, definitely. Oh, my God. So it works fun. for sure. So fucking good. Um, I like the way he draws Fantastic Four stuff. Oh the my god! Blue, She's, the way the blue pops is yeah. Really that the colorist, the colorist is killing it in this issue yeah. for sure. Um, but so <clears throat> we cut to. Are they still in Baxter Tower or wherever? Where do they live in now? Yeah. So they, we cut to Baxter. Baxter Tower, the Fantastic Four headquarters. Reed's working on some science thing because, of course, it's wait, wait, wait. Are you skipping over Sebastian's email? Yeah. Where it's clear now that he has ulterior motives. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to do that one first? I was going to end care. with it because you said you had like theories and so I was going to end with that one because you you seemed like you were excited to talk more about Sebastian. So. Oh, I, I always am. No, no, my bad. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get there. Right okay. So we cut to Reed Richards doing sciencey shit, and he then is like, "Oh, congratulations! You uh, broke into my house, and no one can do that. You must be really good." And of course, it's fucking Shadowcat. It's Kate Bride. She just walks in because she can. And he's like, "You can't see my son. I know you two are weirdly in love with each other, but you can't see him." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not here for him. I'm here for you. I need you and your brilliant mind and your hatred for the mutants right now to help me figure out how to get through the gate because you are able basically to turn off your son's ability to do it." Maybe you can turn on mine. And he's like, fine, I'll do it under one condition. I want back what Xavier took from me. Because remember, 
in like yep. the Such end of that fucking back. shit, he took the knowledge of how to turn off a mutant power. Yeah. And so she comes with the plants that will basically like restore his memory and shit. You know what I mean? And she's Which like, kind of confuse me. Like, Kate's like done deal. Like Kate. That's a betrayal. Like that's a straight up betrayal. But also like, it's a betrayal of Charles Xavier. Cause I can see Kate being like, that was a fucked up thing to do. Like it I understand. Was. Like I understand we had a disagreement, but like he's still at the end of the day on our side. It's he's still Reed Richards. You know what I mean? Listen, like Reed Richards, for anyone who's read enough Fantastic Four, is a dog shit of a person. You know, you know, I think that. Yeah. But Marvel somehow still calls him a hero. So in canon, <laughs> Shadow Cat would be like, come on, he's we fought alongside him. And for you to do something like that, I think is pretty fucked up. So I could see her being like. Yeah, I am making an executive decision that I trust Reed Richards enough to not just wipe out all mutants and give mm. him back what dumbass Charles Xavier took. So that's how the book and this lineup ends. But not before we get to Sebastian Shaw sending an email to all of the people in the House of Black Bart of the Hellfire Club. Saying, the knights, the knights of the black throne, yeah, whatever, yeah. And so he's like, "Okay, I'm stepping down, everybody. Uh, Lord Chantel is in charge. Hope you all have a good time. Love it, love you, mean you, mean it." Then a private message that only Shinobi can see. <laughs> it says, "Um, you may be of Harry's line, but you were raised by me, and I did what I had to do. But you've always." found the x-men to be hilarious imagine a group of mutants coming together like he's basically you're just like me he's yeah. like governments rise and fall but we we run a corporation and we will take down all of we'll own the world with like because you are my son still we're gonna run this well, corporation he had a line that i really like where he's like the trading company is run by a bunch of women with divided attention and some schoolgirls. that's our opportunity once again proving he hasn't changed He's no. underestimating no. especially women. <laughs> he's exactly. He's still a misogynist piece of shit. And, and on then top it, of that, <laughs> then the it ends with another even secret message to Lord Chantel, where she says, where he says, Oh, I'm so thank you for keeping my son on as your bishop. But keep your eyes on him, he's a fucking snake. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, like I almost started clapping. I'm like, that's my fucking guy right there. <laughs> he just can't help himself. He can't no. help but fuck over everyone. It's honestly amazing, and I kind of love it. Like yeah. at a certain point, like the second email, that's what gets me going. Like, all right, fuck it. I'm this is hilarious. I love it. I love every second of it. He's up to no good, and I love it. I can't wait to see what he's up to. Well, almost on opposite ends with two people who wear white and black, both Emma and Sebastian are obviously want to focus more on the council because they know the big secrets now. Yeah, exactly. And they have the bigger picture. So the Hellfire Train Company is not the bigger picture. No, not anymore. Yeah, so that's interesting. And uh, I gave it four X's. I gave it five because I love the art. I don't know what's going on with Kate Pride. It intrigues me though. And like, like a lot, it left a mystery that I'm intrigued by. It 
it left a lot of things to go on with Emma and Sebastian's. I'm like, this is a great way to end a run because you're giving the next person shit to run with. Tons of stuff. And like, you don't have to touch, but but you don't have to do any of it. It's very clear that a new thing is about to start. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to come back to any of this for a fucking year if you don't want to. He can just reference in his book. With his exactly. Book. Like, it's yeah, crazy. I love it. It was great. I love it. It's also, I'm giving five, even though it got a little sloppy at the end, I'm giving five X's to Gary Dugan's run. Yeah, me too. Because usually when we, since we started this pod, like it's been the best book. Yeah. So it, yeah, I got sloppy in the end and real side quest for no reason. But for the majority, I say like for 85% of it, it's been top notch. Yeah, I would say four stars just or four X's just because of that. But like mm. overall, definitely one of the best books in the new lineup for sure. So, yeah, I, I really think uh, Marauders has been just top tier storytelling right until the end, because obviously they had other ideas and then the writers in charge of the main X-Men book and probably other stuff we don't even know about yet. And I've always said when there's very few writers who can write multiple books and keep the quality. Yeah. Like even Hickman's had issue with that sometimes because at a certain point during his Avengers run, he was writing three different Avengers books and an event and indie stuff. And it's yeah. like, it's going to suffer. There's only one writer I've ever seen juggle like legitimately eight books at once. Why don't you uh, tell Charles me who that Soul. is? Oh, I, I, I stepped on you. I stepped on yeah. it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Say it again then. Charles Soul. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. My apologies. To uh, listeners. When he kind of like really started becoming a well-known like writer he mm. was doing swamp thing daredevil like constantine like a bunch of books and at one point i'm like man he's writing like five books this month and like they're all good like yeah but again like a lot of writers can't do that if scott snyder writes more than two books i think he's trash like <laughs> yeah how many books was he reading <laughs> never mind um or writing oh you talking about, talking about zero year uh-huh you don't like it oh uh, not what not really. It's, wow. we'll, we'll talk about it. Talk Listen, about if you it, want I mean, to know other podcasts, go ahead. You do it. You uh, good, mo- <laughs> good morning, Gotham. Apparently, yeah. we're already going to fight on that. Apparently, one. we're going to have a fight. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have a little bit of a fight, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I saw something on Twitter real quick, and then we can let the listeners leave if they haven't already. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let, we'll put the gun down. <laughs> we'll put you stay where the fuck you're going to listen to the story, dear listener. Um, <laughs> So, no, I saw something on Twitter, like, going around the other day, which was, like, a question, like, what comic book character or team has, like, never really had a bad run? And somebody said Daredevil. And I was, like, outside of, like, the very early 60s when they were still trying to figure out what the character was, like, not really. Like, that's pretty true. Like, basically, from Frank Miller to today, there's never been a bad run of Daredevil. There's been better runs of Daredevil. Yes, yeah, varying degrees. But no, I can like, see. Yeah, for the most part, none of Daredevil them have been like, always kept well. Yeah, like Spider-Man, there have been like some just truly awful Spider-Man stories. There have been some truly awful X-Men runs, you know, like but you know why though? Because those books sell, so they never stop them. Daredevil stopped plenty of that's time. true. Like, yeah, yeah, between they, yeah, Frank Miller and like early 2000s of like uh bendez and brubaker that middle period it was a lot of stopping and starting yeah yeah you're right 90s daredevil probably was not 
I, I am not giving 90s Daredevil and Earth. Like, yeah, it's it's due of being pretty mediocre. At one point, they changed his outfit. Do you remember that when he had like more of like a red and black outfit or whatever it was? It was like, like mainly black and shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the 90s. The yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a so figure bad. of that recently. Oh, yeah. God, it's so bad. I almost and, got it. <laughs> of course you did. Anyway, this isn't. I, I have a, a third podcast all about Daredevil. If you want to listen to that, it's called this Blind Justice. Daredevil or Spider-Man? You need to figure the fuck out. <laughs> I don't know which one I would do, honestly. Probably Daredevil, honestly. Maybe, yeah. Are you know. up to date on the new run? It's so good. No, I'm not up, up to date yet. No, no. Son of a bitch. On that note, guys, where can they find you to hassle you to read Daredevil current stuff? If you want us to do a Daredevil podcast, uh, you can reach us at or me. Honestly, at. Yeah, if you want us to do one or like a random Daredevil episode, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, anyway, I'm on Twitter. I'm you. at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. Where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me at Madman3005. You can also go on Twitter if you want to see my figure photography because I have that kind of stuff in my life. AEW underscore toy box. We see That's some on Instagram. I take. On Instagram, yes. All right. And if you want to see me talk about Power Rangers, which I'll be doing more often now on YouTube at the Black Ranger Review. Nice. It's coming back. It's coming back. I love it. Well, someone got me a role-playing game of Power Rangers, and now I have a group of geeks who want to play it online. So, yeah. Oh, fuck all. It's crazy. All right. Well, you can also go to KrakoaRadio.com if you want to like check out anything else. Like nude pictures of us and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, guys, we will see you, oh God, so called, next time.